Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Never in the history of the United States, a monster of such size and power. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast that brings you the stories behind the songs and artists with a theme to tie it all together. Here's your host, Eric Leckie. Welcome to Listen to This. This is the podcast that is dedicated to bringing you stories behind the artists, behind the songs, and hopefully introducing you to old songs that have influenced all that music you hear today. The goal is we want you to hear an artist that you might not normally listen to and search out their music on whatever streaming service you subscribe to and maybe buy it on vinyl or CD. We invite you to subscribe, comment, and please recommend this podcast to a friend. Every episode has a theme and today's is When. listen to this decided a few years back to answer what is commonly referred to as the journalistic questions who what when where why and how that was of course back when journalists cared about asking questions and you know being journalists so far we have done episodes on who what and where so we still owe you when why and how today we will get when checked off that list the definition of when is the time in which something is done or comes about. So our intro song from Taking Back Sunday asks Faith when I let you down. He is referring to the time and place he let Faith 
down. Frontman Adam Lazara said the band took more time recording this track than most others on the album. The song actually took the longest to come together. There were probably like four or five different drafts with different lyrics and melodies, he explained. Guitarist John Nolan had the idea to leave a lot of space in between the verses, which is something that we really hadn't done before. From there, it just kind of took off. So let's take off and kick off today's episode with blood, sweat, and tears. Tears with And When I Die. This was one of the first songs written by Laura Nero, who was 17 when she wrote it. The song was first recorded by Peter, Paul, and Mary in 1966. Nero included it on her first album in 1967, More Than a New Discovery. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, a nine-person group with a prominent horn section, covered it in 69, and their version was the hit. Nero never had much success recording her own songs, but wrote several hits for other artists, including uh, Eli's Coming for Three Dog Night and Sweet Blindness for The Fifth Dimension. She unfortunately died of cancer in 1997. And this song is about death, but also about living, reflecting on our limited time on Earth and the futility in wasting that time worrying about what comes next. And when we die, another will be born to replace us. Smith singing about nobody knows you when you're down and out. 
during hard times, people often find out who their true friends are. A fact Bessie Smith learns in Prohibition-era blues standard Nobody Knows You When You're Down and Out. The singer recalls living in the high life as a millionaire and sharing the spoils of wealth with her friends who all abandon her when she loses that money. When vaudevillain Jimmy Cox wrote this song in 1923, the decade was just starting to roar the Roaring Twenties with unprecedented prosperity in the U.S. Putting a bit of a damper on everyone's high spirits, Cox warned that fortune and perhaps friendships gained from it are fleeting. Unbeknownst to Bessie, when she recorded this song in May of 1929, folks would relate to its sentiment in a pretty big way because in September, in its release... It coincided with the start of the Wall Street crash of 1929 that initiated the Great Depression. Although Bessie made the song famous, a few other artists recorded it before with her various lyrics being down and out and everyone just kind of puts their own spin on it. Eric Clapton's band, Derek and the Dominoes, recorded this for their 1970 debut album, Layla and Other Assorted Love Songs. Dwayne Allman, who played slide guitar on the track, had previously recorded the tune with his brother Greg. Sleep when I'm dead, you angels all sleep when I'm dead, I say. Sleep when I'm dead, you angels all sleep when I'm dead, I say. Sleep when I'm dead, you angels. But until then... When I'm Dead from The Cure was originally written during 1985's Head on the Door Sessions. Robert Smith reworked the song with new lyrics to take on current events. As he said in an interview, I am trying to be a bit more socially aware. I've always been very careful to shy away from that, but the songs are about things that bother me in a global sense. Bloody Valentine with To Hear Knows When. That barrage of guitar feedback and instruments making the harmonies was from My Bloody Valentine's lead singer, and it was basically an experiment in sound. 
This track, which would later appear on My Bloody Valentine's landmark Loveless album, features lyrics about a lovemaking session backed by a vague percussion sound that adds a sense of unease to the whole affair. According to the band's guitarist, Kevin Shields, the mysterious noise is a sample from a low-level catastrophe. Quote, that's the main thing that throws people, he explained in an interview. That sound of a disaster sampled and looped all the way through. It doesn't get past a certain frequency, so it has the sound of a bad cassette. And yet further up, there's a tambourine on more like a hi-fi frequency, which you wouldn't be able to get with a bad cassette. The idea was to make you feel the rhythm had gone off one way or another and make you feel almost ill inside while it still played perfectly in time, like a train noise, which rhythm and rumble at the same time. I'm not expecting people anymore Hear me grieving Lying on the floor Whether I'm drunk or dead I really ain't too sure I'm a blind man I'm a blind man A blind man cries Lord, you know There ain't a Saturday with When a Blind Man Cries. This ballad was recorded in December of 71 during the Machine Head sessions. Since it was not to the taste of Richie Blackmore, it only ended up as a B-side on the single Never Before, released in March of 72. Moreover, the song was never even performed live in his presence, but only when others were replacing him on stage. This song could be put in a parallel with Smoke on the Water, which is about the fire at the casino in Montreux, and more generally about the mission the band was on, record an album during a short break from touring. Here, the second verse evokes the place where the members set up after they were forced to relocate from the fire. Quote, Had a friend once in a room had a good time, but it ended too soon. In a cold month in that room, we found a reason for all the things we had to do. The room was actually a corridor in Montreux's Grand Hotel and had the shape of a T. Instruments were set up to occupy all the corners. To create more of a comfortable atmosphere, they replaced the light bulbs with red ones. Two big hit records in a row. Mr. Percy Sledge, when a man loves a woman. Good thing he's found. If she 
golden voice percy sledge with when a man loves a woman and this song is a huge part of music history as it's the first number one hot 100 hit in uh, muscle shoals alabama where aretha franklin paul simon the rolling stones and many other famous musicians would later record a lot of their classic songs it's a legendary love song in its own right and a huge hit but the story of writing it and recording it it's a little murky in Sledge's version of the story, he co-wrote the song with his bandmates Calvin Lewis and Andrew Wright, but let them have sole composer credit since they gave him the opportunity to sing his heart out, as he says. Whether Sledge was acting out of the goodness of his heart or had nothing to do with writing the song is a matter of debate, but the writing credit had huge implications, resulting in a windfall for Lewis and Wright, who get the royalties every time it's played. Since the song went on to be covered by many, many artists, they get paid for those as well. If it was a goodwill gesture by Sledge, it certainly cost him millions of dollars. Trained musicians can tell that the horns on this song are all out of tune, and this didn't escape the ear of Jerry Wexler at Atlantic Records. He sent back the original version so this could be fixed, but the fix never made it to the shelves. Here's how that happened. Wexler thought the horns on the original version were out of tune, and, and they were, and he wanted them to change the horns. Well, they went back in the studio and changed the horns, got different horn players to play on it, but then the tapes got mixed up and Atlantic put out the original version, so that's the hit that we know today.
untimely end of Millhouse? But Millhouse is my name. But I thought I was the only one. A pain I know all too well. So this is what it feels like when doves cry. That was Prince, when doves cry, and of course Millhouse making his comment about when doves cry. Prince wrote this song for the movie Purple Rain. In the film, the song plays under a montage after his character loses his girl, Apollina, to his rival, Morris, of the fantastic Morris Day and the time O-E-O-E-O. We see Prince riding his motorcycle along with shots of intimate moments with Apollina in the movie. Prince has a difficult relationship with his father who beats his mom. Scenes of his father come in on the lyrics where Prince calls him demanding. Very very dramatic. The film is set in semi-autobiographical. I mean, it's not a, like really that far off, but how much is based on real life does remain a mystery, as Prince rarely gave interviews and did not talk about his personal life. In the movie, the song expresses his fear of becoming like his parents. When the doves cry, well, that's his musical refuge. The barrage of keyboards in the chorus represents doves crying, by the way. Besides writing and composing the track, Prince played all the instruments on the song, as he tends to do. There is also no bass on this song. Prince took out the bass track at the last minute to get a different sound, though he hated to see it go. And Green Day with When I Come Around. Little factoid, I was supposed to be in this music video. I tried out for it with a high school acquaintance of mine and was asked to be in the part. But they sent the casting paperwork to him as they had us confused. So, in the video, he's the one making out with the girl and I got nothing. A track from Green Day's first major label al- album, When I Come Around, is a very personal song to lead singer Billy Joel Armstrong. He wrote it about being away from his girlfriend, Adrian Nesser, and the frustrations that they both felt when he was on the road. Billy Joel met Adrian in 1990 when Green Day performed in Minnesota, where she lived. He was just 18 and found it difficult to maintain a long-distance relationship, especially with his touring schedule. 
In the song, he affirms his devotion for her, assuring her that when he does get to see her, when he comes around, he will make it up to her. Billy Joel and Adrienne got married in July of 1994, a few months after Dookie album was released and right in the midst of the band's uh, pretty rapid ascent to stardom. The band was touring at the time. The marriage endured and the couple had two children together. Fabulous ladylike Doris Day with When I Fall in Love. And it may be a popular quote to always quote uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson's famous quote, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." But this ballad written by Victor Young and Edward Heyman is kind of having none of that. "'When I fall in love, it will be forever, or I'll never fall in love,' the song says." Young was a film composer, and Heyman, body and soul song lyricist, wrote the song for the 1952 war film One Minute to Zero, starring Robert Mitchum and Anne Blythe. Go see it on TCM. When Jerry Southern was the first to record the song, it was Doris Day who liked it at the time and thought it would be a hit for her. So she recorded that hit the same year, and hers was bigger on the charts. Set my eyes on you. Gonna keep you out of town tonight. When I set my eyes on you, not gonna be out of my sight. Everywhere on earth you go, you're gonna have me as your man. When I get my hands on you, gonna make you carry me. When I get my hands on you Gonna make you marry me Now you know Everywhere on earth you go You're gonna have me as your man Well, could that count as our Bob Dylan song for this episode, because it was written by Dylan, but it was never recorded by Dylan. 
And I know you don't hear Dylan on that song, but it was from Lost on the River, the New Basement Tapes, which is an album featuring a collection of musicians that recorded under that moniker, the New Basement Tapes, to put out a record. The, the record consisted of a series of tracks based on handwritten Bob Dylan lyrics that he penned in 1967, but never recorded. He was just so prolific during this period that these were his cast-offs. The romantic ode in this song features the voice of Marcus Mumford from the band Mumford & Sons. Quote, I think Dylan's off-cuts are better than anyone else's prime cuts, Mumford commented. Some were underdeveloped, but others were complete ideas that just never saw the light of day. There was enough to write 40 songs, which is extraordinary because that was like one's summer's worth of writing to him. And for me, it's a career. It was a fascinating period in his life. He spent the summer of love holed up in a house while everyone else was down the road at Woodstock dropping acid and their clothes off. The backbone of the song really hinges on the chorus. Now you know, everywhere on earth you go, you're going to have me as your man. As Mumford tells his love interest how it is and how it's going to be. Read through the lyrics, I think there's a conflict, the Mumford and Sons frontman said. Quote, he has post-tour blues where you come off the road and it's a weird adjustment back to normal life. Just relishing being home, being newly married, and enjoying the domesticity of rural life. But you could see him battle with it too, as reflected in the lyrics. have to wait so long for a Bob Dylan song after all. I chose to play you the oldest Bob Dylan recording that exists. It was called When I Got Troubles. This is one of the first songs he ever recorded in a group of songs that he recorded the same day. He was 18 years old at the time and recorded in Hibbing, Minnesota. It was the home of his friend Rick Kangas in May of 1959. The two men recorded four songs that day, including this one, I Got a New Girl, I Wish I Knew, and The Frog Song, which was actually just all Rick Kangas's playing. With only When I Got Troubles making onto the Dylan album Bootleg Series Volume 7, released in 2005. Dylan and Kangas met the previous year in 1958 and played some shows together. They also tried out for the Hibbing Winter Frolic together, which was a big event that drew crowds from all around Dylan's hometown of Hibbing, but they didn't make the cut for what would amount to be like the city festival. When I Got Trouble is a blues song. The lyrics are really, really simple, but come on, the guy was 18 years old and pretty straightforward, talking about swinging one's troubles away, presumably meaning dancing. 
the song shows no hint of the lyricism for which Dylan would soon become famous, but it does show the young man, you know, once again, he was only 18, deep interest in the Delta blues that would really be an influence on him the rest of his life and up to this day. In addition to the poor quality of the recording itself, Dylan's guitar playing is pretty choppy here, and his singing is unremarkable, not yet showing its divisive, yet inarguably attention-grabbing, nasally vocal style that eventually made him one of the era's biggest stars. It's clear, though, he's not messing around. This isn't for fun. He's serious about this. This recording shows the work of a young man who believed in himself and took his craft seriously. Less than three years later, he would be in New York City cutting his self-titled debut album. The rooms were so much colder then My father was a soldier then And times were very hard when I was young When I was young I smoked my first cigarette at ten And for girls I had a bad yen And I had was young was written by eric burton and included on various animals album as well as being a single release burton's composition marks an important turning point for the animals many of the animals hits had been brill building productions most notably the husband and wife team of barry mann and cynthia Weil, which was an effort by their producer mickey most to make this british invasion band sound more american Burton found this too restricting, just being given songs that are written by someone else to just be easy commercial hits. And the group moved to Decca Records in 1966. This was the first of their hits after the move. Cover versions of the song include versions by Golden Earring, Eddie Fisher, Tina Turner, and even the Ramones. 1967 was the year before the animals sort of fell apart. The cause is placed entirely on just bad business decisions. The animals were getting just raked over the coals by a dishonest manager and were losing more money than they were making. The 
Beatles with When I'm 64. Paul McCartney actually wrote the music for this when he was about 15 and used to play it when the Beatles were still known as the Quarrymen. He put lyrics to it later in honor of his father's 64th birthday. McCartney wrote and sang the lead vocals on the song, which asks if a woman would still be with him when he got older, when he was 64 years old. On May 17, 2006, Paul and his then-wife, Heather Mills, separated, finalizing the divorce in 2008. Well, McCartney turned 64 on June 18, 2006, so just a month after she filed. So answering his musical question with regards to Miss Mills would be, No, she will not love you when you're 64. John Lennon said of this, quote, I would never even dream of writing a song like that. I don't know if he was saying that in a negative way or a positive way. George Martin arranged this in a style of a 1920s big band, which came to be known as retro rock. McCartney's vocal was sped up a bit to add the effect. This was the first song recorded, by the way, for the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. Because I know, yes, when it's sleepy time down south, yes, the soft wind blowing through the pine wood trees, the folks down there live a life of ease with old mammy. Falls on the knees, yes. When it's sleepy time down The deep, soulful voice of Mr. Louis Armstrong with When It's Sleepy Time Down South. It was written for a 1930 stage production called Under a Virginia Moon, which was written by Georgia Haswell Fawcett, billed as a character comedy of Southern life. One title that was rejected for the play was when it's sleepy time down south. Clarence Muse, who had a part in the play, asked if he could write a song for a scene after the director asked him to sing something as an underscore in the play. Muse liked the title that they originally rejected, which was a line of dialogue in the play, and decided to use that as the title of his song. When Muse went home, he got together with songwriting brothers Leon and Otis Rene, and they composed When It's Sleepy Time Down South that night. The play had just a short run, but the song got a great response. Something wrong with me And if I know that she worries Oh, I know I will feel the same The misery
band that just makes me want to get up and dance, Sam and Dave with When Something Is Wrong With My Baby. Couples can develop a kind of empathy when they feel what the other is feeling. In this song, Sam and Dave sing about this bond. When something is wrong with my baby, they sing, then something is wrong with me. In the second verse, Sam Moore explains that all his friends tell him she's no good, but they don't understand that if he leaves her, he'll just feel her pain. Like most Sam and Dave songs, this was written and produced by the Stax Records team of Dave Porter and Isaac Hayes. Yes, that Isaac Hayes from Shaft. Sam and Dave signed to the label in 1965, and they had their first hit in 66 with Hold On, I'm Coming. Fantastic song. Most of their songs were up-tempo, but they slowed it down for When Something Is Wrong With My Baby and had a modest hit with the song in 1967. Their signature song, Soul Man, came later that month. Zeppelin with When the Levee Breaks. The lyrics to the song, which was written by Memphis Minnie in 1927, are based on the Great Mississippi Flood of 27. African-American plantation workers were forced to work on the levee at gunpoint, piling sandbags to save the neighboring towns. Hence the lyric, I works on the levee, mama, both day and night. I work so hard to keep the water away. After the levee breached, blacks were not allowed to leave the area and were forced to work in the relief and cleanup effort, living in camps with limited access to the supplies which were coming in. Many left at the first chance since there was no work in the Delta after the destruction of all the plantations, hence the lyrics, Oh, crying won't help you, praying won't do you no good, and I's a mean old levee cause me weep and moan and groan, leave my baby and I make me a happy home. Memphis Minnie, born Lizzie Douglas, was a blues artist who recorded when the levee breaks in 29. Robert Plant had the record in his collection and considered it one of his all-time favorites. 
heavily produced in the studio. This this song was just a nightmare to mix for Led Zeppelin and their producers, but the results are impressive. It's a great headphone listen song. In this studio, Wizardly made the song very difficult to perform live as well, which Led Zeppelin did only twice. Once in a warm-up gig in Denmark before their 1975 U.S. tour, and again on their second night in Chicago. Jimmy Page's backward echo technique, where he would put the echo ahead of the sound, was used on the harmonica. Stones with When the Whip Comes Down, and definitely a song that could have been on our Wow That's Inappropriate episode, which, by the way, is going to come next year. A song about a gay prostitute who works the streets of New York. This is about the closest the Stones ever came to punk rock. Another song on the album is Shattered, also presents the seedy side of New York City. Mick Jagger on the song's homosexual nature back in 1978, quote, There is one song that's a straight gay song from the Stones. Yes, he said that. When the whip comes down, but I have no idea why I wrote it. Gee, I don't know, Mick. Maybe all those drugs, you don't quite know what hole you're sticking it in. The song has an interesting title considering what Keith Richards was going through at the time. He had been busted in Canada with enough drugs to face trafficking charges and was awaiting his sentence. This was a huge distraction while they were making this album as Richards, he really faced significant jail time and the Stones had to think about what to do without him. After the album was released, Richards got his sentence and was very happy to hear that he would be put only on probation and ordered to pay a fine and then also had to play a concert for the blind. That was his punishment.
in this song, which has the longest title of any police track, When the World is Running Down, You Make the Best of What's Still Around, Sting and his bandmates observe the declining state of the world. Quote, I swear I had my tongue firmly in my cheek when I composed this misanthropic post-apocalyptic vision, Sting wrote in his Lyrics by Sting book. No, he's not self-obsessed at all. I imagined a solitary future, eking out my days with canned food, a VCR, and old tapes of James Brown and Otis Redding. How many of us have had those Robinson Crusoe fantasies of surviving out some sort of holocaust? The second line references James Brown on the Tammy Show. The Tammy Show was a 1964 concert film that featured performances by popular acts like James Brown, Marvin Gaye, the Rolling Stones, the Beach Boys, and the Supremes, among others. The acronym stands for Teenage Awards Music International or Teenage Music International. Young with When You Dance, I Can Really Love. This is one of two singles released off of After the Gold Rush. The other was Only Love Can Break Your Heart. It has remained a regular live performance staple and a favorite amongst young fans ever since, which is interesting because lyrically it contains none of the subtle poeticism that characterizes most of Young's writing, especially at the time. The unforgettable piano on this song is played by Jack Nitschke, and the reason that that's interesting is, quote from Young, that's a pretty unique situation because the only take ever done in the studio in the history of Crazy Horse with Jack playing piano was that one simple take, and it turned out to be what we used. Niels Lofgren of the band described Jack Nitschke as a little scared and not convinced that he should be sitting down to play a piano for a take of this song. One minute he would be up for it and just be into the music, and the next he would be running out of the studio saying, I'm not going to do it, I'm not good enough. This was the last record to Young's recollection that Crazy Horse guitarist Danny Witten played on. He wasn't looking too good at that point, Young said. Witten was the central inspiration for the song The Needle and the Damage Done and one of the key inspiration for tonight's The Night album. Joe says Lucille has messed his mind up. But was it the girl?
The always hilarious Frank Zappa with Why Does It Hurt When I Pee? It's the seventh track on the album Joe's Garage, which was Frank Zappa's triple concept album set in America where his music was made totally illegal, as he likes to say. It was typical of both Zappa's twisted sense of humor and his disdain for musical or any convention that would give a song with this sort of toilet humor title the subject matter of grandiose treatment. The reason it hurts, by the way, is because Joe has contracted an unmentionable disease from Lucille, who actually features in the next song on the album. Not for the reason he thinks or gives here, however. The vocals are supplied by Ike Willis, a long-term member of Zappa's entourage who shared in his sick sense of humor. God, when is this episode gonna end? Well, by the looks of it, now, because there's just one more song. So let's get to our final song. So why not surprise you with something you wouldn't expect? How about Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show with When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman, dedicated to my wife, of course. This was written by country music songwriter Even Stevens, God I Love That Name, who came recommended by Shel Silverstein, the famous children's author. Stevens is a prolific author himself who wrote Dr. Hook's hits cover of a Rolling Stone and Sylvia's Mother. The group had two primary vocalists. The plan was to have Ray Sawyer, he's the one that has the eye patch, by the way, sing lead on this track, but their other singer, Dennis LeCourier, recorded the guide vocal. It's kind of the vocal that just is meant to be replaced at a later date. Well, Ray Sawyer spent some time with the demo, just learning the song, and after listening to it over and over and over again, decided that the song was better suited for Dennis. So it was LeCourier who sang the lead for this song. For those of you who weren't around in 1978, this song went to number one in the UK and number six in the US, so hopefully we're sparking some forgotten nostalgia for you here. So as always, remember to rate and review and subscribe, and of course, turn this song up. Why not? Somebody hangs up when you answer the phone When you're in love 
Thank you for listening to Listen to This. Please recommend to a friend and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. For more podcasts and online content, please visit thisisfunner.com.